All right, welcome into another Daily Wager Extra podcast. We're taping this on Thursday, December 23rd. Obviously, a few days before Christmas last week. Got extended into a couple days during the week just with COVID delays and all that. So hopefully we have some normalcy this week. Playoff races heating up. We're going to get into all that with Mr. Executive Director John Murray. And uh, we're we're heating up a little bit in the bonanza. I think four combined winners uh, between us. So... Good stuff on that front. We got a couple picks at the end, but we're going to break down all the games straight ahead. Kicking is for losers. Back with Las Vegas oddsmaker, Mr. Executive Director John Murray here. Big bounce back for the books last week. Am I right? Yeah, we we did very well on Sunday. Uh, definitely the, the highlights were Detroit beating Arizona, and then, of course, New Orleans beating Tampa. Sunday night football in New Orleans was that game nine to nothing. Kind of crazy to watch the Buccaneers offense look that bad. I know they were missing a lot of players by the end of the game, but it was still pretty stunning to see them uh, get shut out like that. Yeah, Bonanza winner for for me there. I did not expect an outright win. I just, uh, you know, missed uh, Morty Seinfeld. Strikes again with Brady, but more so the defense. And that Saints yeah. team just plagues problems for, for Brady and company. I, I doubt that they'll, you know, be an issue in the playoffs because I don't think the Saints will get there, but... Um, we shall see, and we have some news developing in this hour about the Saints quarterback situation. We'll get to there. Let's go. Let's at least start start chronological order. And we have the Niners, red hot. I believe they've covered five of six, laying three at Tennessee. I believe it was three and a half earlier in the week. Yeah. Uh, why did you guys take any sharp money or anything like that? Well, you know, we actually had this game as a pick 'em on the twelve day number that we put up last week. Tennessee didn't look good over the weekend. The 49ers are kind of rolling along right now. They beat Atlanta easily. They've been, I think they've lost, yeah, five out of six. I think you're right about that. Yeah. We opened it three when we reopened the numbers on Sunday night, this past Sunday. We moved it up to three and a half with the market, but we saw some very respected money take the three and a half in Nevada at the Superbook. So mm-hmm. now we're back down to three. Maybe we overreacted a little bit too much. You talk about a game where Tennessee was favored in that matchup pretty much all season, right? And then there was a pick them last week. Maybe we got a little carried away with three and a half. There were some wise guys that felt that way, at least. I want no part of Tennessee right now. I think they're very limited, although they played well against Pittsburgh. By you know, That was a good game, I, th- I thought. Um, yeah. Niners are a little trendy, but I still like them tonight. I think they're about a touchdown better than Tennessee. That was one of the few games we did lose on on Sunday, to tell you the truth. We had a lot of money on Pittsburgh in Nevada, and, uh, and our big VIP player in, at the Lodge Casino in Colorado bet Pittsburgh, too. So hmm. one of the few games we lost on, I thought Tennessee had some tough calls go against them. Yeah. And they had and they coughed the ball up several times, kind of gave that game away to the Steelers. Uh, if they can correct those mistakes tonight, uh, maybe that number is a little bit high. But, man, the 49ers – they get into such a good rhythm with their play calling. I think Kyle Shanahan's the best play caller in the NFL. And I've been, I've had a lot of fun over the years making fun of Jimmy G, but the last few weeks, he's really looked in control of that offense. Very talented playmakers around him on offense. San Francisco, they're not a team that's going to make a run to the Super Bowl, but they do look like a team that's going to safely get into the playoffs, maybe win a game. I don't know. I think 30 to one's worth a piece for this Niners team. With I know the NFC is loaded, but remember, you don't have to beat every team. You just have to beat right. three teams. And yeah, by the way, t- so go it, ahead. It's just tough to win three games on the road, but I know what you're going to say. Tampa Bay did it last year. And right. of course, of course, you're right. There's no it question. started with Washington, too. But I, I will say this. The defense, <laughs> the defense enables it too. like their defense can travel. And that's oh, yeah. something that some of these other teams do not have. I want to say, by the way, this five and one stretch ATS and straight up. 
the game before that, so seven games ago, they had that Arizona game where they had a million fumbles and turnovers against Colt McCoy and oh, lost man. at home. So like that, that, the... that rhythm of play calling was there. Uh, they just things just didn't, things turnovers went against them. That was one of our horror stories game horror stories of the year as as a sports book. We we got the info early on that Kyler Murray wasn't going to play, and we wrote all this money on Arizona. Colt McCoy goes in there at San Francisco and the Cardinals win easily. Like you mentioned, mostly because of 49ers turnovers, but still that was one of the, one of the games that will sting all season yeah. long. You don't forget about those. Yeah. That stings for me too. Oof. Okay. So Saturday's games, very interesting, especially this nightcap, but the, the first one's green Bay. This number's trickling through seven to seven and a half Packers at Lambeau over Cleveland. I've lost count on who's playing, who's coaching this COVID uh, component is really throwing a wrench, and I imagine odds making, but handicapping. I mean, anyone's guess is as good as mine. Well, can I complain a little bit about the Browns game last week? You know, oh yeah, we we, uh, we we once we heard that Mayfield and Keenum were both in health and safety protocols, we booked very aggressively to need the Raiders, and then the league moved the game two days after I thought, didn't they say before the season, they weren't going to do that. They weren't going to move games. They were just going to forfeit games, have the teams forfeit if they couldn't field a roster. So we, we were shocked by that. And then we come to Monday and they, the quarterback still couldn't play. So why did they bother moving the game by two days? They still weren't going to let the guys play. They did the same thing to Washington, moving their game Sunday to Tuesday and not letting their quarterbacks play. But that game was a, a huge headache last week. And we got bailed out by the Carlson field goal there. Uh, the Raiders did win the game this week. Saw one very respected player early in the week in Nevada took seven and a half with Cleveland. No need to move down off that number though, because green Bay is one of the most popular public sides this week. Every money line parlay and teaser is going to have the Packers on Christmas. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see the chalk holds on some of these Island games. You have several Island games, right? You have Thursday, you have two on Saturday, Monday and Sunday nights too. So, going to be some big swing games uh on christmas day especially got the fire you know got that christmas money for mom and dad you can fire i don't understand <laughs> that's terrible advice doug how could you, you know, tell these kids out there to get their the money from grandma better than a football game i mean come on i uh i don't understand the nightcap i, I think arizona's cheap I, I i like the um you know the, the line so to speak uh i mean i just think the colts like that yeah they did some damage last week but um I think Arizona's cheap here. Well, it's just like the San Francisco-Tennessee game. We talk about how the 12-day number there was pick them. In this case, we had Arizona minus three and a half as our look-ahead number. Colts go in, or I'm sorry, at home, beat New England. They take care of business on Saturday night in a high-profile game. And then, like we mentioned earlier, the Cardinals, obviously their worst performance of the season, losing at Detroit when they're in the middle of a division race and possibly – battling for the number one seed with Green Bay and, and, and Tampa Bay. I think that's gone out the window after that loss to Detroit. The public saw all of those things happen, and they're they mm. they bet, they're betting the Colts in this game. But here's the thing. The sharp guys are betting the Colts, too. They always really? do. Oh, yeah, they do every week. That's the right. the, that's the right. wise guys are on. They're on Indianapolis every week, and we had a, a very respected player I, on Tuesday morning took the Colts at plus one and a half, which did surprise me because that guy could have had plus three and a half uh, a week ago. Same game. Yeah, but the limits on the advanced lines are low, right? Like, I not all yes. the Sharps yes. play that, right? Like, just because of tipping their That's heart, true. so to speak. Um, that is very true. I always try to, like, 
remind people the look ahead line is not exactly Sunday morning, you know. No, no. The, the, the at, that, at that point, the the market is absolutely not settled, especially in this day and age with the COVID protocols. I mean, it, we don't like right now. We're talking on a Thursday. We really don't know who's going to play on Sunday. But when we did the numbers for Week 17 on Tuesday, we have no idea who's going to play in a week and a half. Uh, it, it's it's very challenging. Yeah, for sure. But I like Arizona. Uh, let's go to Sunday. I mean, look that like. Those losses to the Lions, like that's going to happen in the grand scheme of a season, right? Like these these eggs you can lay. So that's why I'm looking past it. I'm also looking past it for Tampa because Carolina's been terrible. Cam's been terrible. I want no part of the Panthers. Obviously, Godwin being out is big. But uh, give me the Bucks. I mean, AB's coming back. Give me the Bucks minus 10. I think they roll them. Well, the the Bucks offense struggled so much on Sunday night against the, against New Orleans because almost all their playmakers were out of the game. Brady's kind of on an island by himself without all of his star receivers, just his top running back. He's getting a couple of those guys back this week, but the Bucks are still pretty banged up. They've got some key guys out. You mentioned Godwin, Fournette, David's out. There are some key players for Tampa that won't be in this game. We'll need Carolina. I mean, you know, you know how people are going to bet that game. They're they're just going to lay them. They're going to lay the points with Tampa. And they're going to throw Tampa in their money line parlays. I don't know that we can really expect the Bucks to lose as a double-digit favorite two weeks in a row, but it sure would be nice for business. I just, I'm just going to throw out the game because the Saints just play well, play play Brady tough. I think it's just a bad matchup. I don't think it's a trend. You know, they're trending the, the, on the decline or anything like that. I, I just, I'm not, um, I'm not going to overreact to that game. That's just what the Saints do. You can't so. overreact. You you got to be careful to not overreact ever. I mean, think about what happened in week one of the NFL season involving the New Orleans Saints. If you remember, right. they beat they beat the Packers by like fifty points. I don't think the Packers even scored a touchdown. And there were people saying that Rodgers was going into the season basically as an fu to the organization. Now here we are, two days before Christmas. Green Bay is going to be the number one seed, and Rodgers is the co favorite for MVP. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and that's week one, too. Things get, you know, are always wonky in week one. Um, okay, let's keep it moving. Another big spread. Eagles get the win over Washington. A little bit of drama in that game. Washington started strong. Giants are, you know, just limping to the finish line. They did hang around a little bit with the Cowboys, but um, nine and a half is your line for the Eagles. Yeah, what are the New York Giants doing? What a what a what a mess of an organization that it, is. It is a mess uh, right now. It's for sure. just it's it's just ridiculous. Um We'll need the Giants here. Having said that, Eagles a nine and a half point favorite. At first glance, that does look a little high, uh, but it, it, it's so high because of what you just said about New York being a mess of a team, limping to the finish line, and just playing out the string of this 2021 NFL regular season. They don't have anything to play for, and man, it shows. And and Philadelphia after that win they had Tuesday against Washington's ninth string quarterback. They actually control their own playoff destiny. So the Eagles, hopefully uh, for for the city of Philadelphia, on their way to a wild card game. Hmm. Yeah. No, they, they look like they're like probably going to sneak into the playoffs. I like that. Yeah. No, they do. They do, and they could they they could be an interesting matchup for some teams. They they could be an interesting matchup for let's say in Arizona. Right. They could win. They could they win could a game. Run on like them. That. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, another another double digit line here. Chargers laying ten at Houston. Texans get the big win over the Jaguars last weekend. <laughs> uh, I don't want any part of it, any team here. Maybe uh, Chargers a little bit, but not really. Yeah, we, we've been uh, watching the Chargers uh, healthy health and safety protocols news, but other than that, not a whole lot to report. Chargers are going to be thrown into some parlays with Philadelphia, with uh, with Tampa, with of course Green Bay on Christmas Day. 
Uh, other than that, oh, and everything's going to run to Dallas, which is some for some reason is the Sunday night football game. So uh, other than that, I, I expect that to be a very low handle game on Sunday morning. Yeah, no, not not a lot of interest there. Uh, I want to keep going with the uh, the big spread theme, and then we'll come back to some of the uh, other high profile games. Chiefs laying ten, or what are we at nine and a half? I mean, there's some numbers all over the place here with the Chiefs and Steelers. Well, that's a that's a game that's probably had the most uh, the most right. health and safety protocol news this week. Uh, I was off the board for a while. Um, when when everything's settled, I'm sure we'll need Pittsburgh. But it's a tough game to discuss in terms of like doing a betting preview because the game's the game has been off the board quite a bit this week. It, it will be it's going to be a one way onslaught of money on on the Chiefs, of course, but uh, not not a whole lot to report right now on that game. The new favorites, right? The new favorites in many yeah, sports books, kind of crazy. I think they have to be. I think they have to be because they're playing so well defensively right now. Uh, if Patrick Mahomes and that offense can be, but, but are they like are they? Play, I, I mean. I, we keep so saying teams, that prior to the Chargers game, they had nobody impressive. Like they played the Packers without Rodgers. They played Dallas with limited weapons and then a bunch of bad teams like the Raiders twice. Although the Raiders offense is OK. Um, and then the Chargers moved the ball and then just, you know, could have had nine, nine more. You know, like the, 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 the points per game allowed is misleading. That's fair. And and that's a good point. That, that Charger game feels like a long time ago, but that was last Thursday night's game. And obviously the Chargers should have won that game. And we would be having a very different conversation right now. So I, I think that's a that's a fair point by you. We had opened this game around 10, 10 and a half. It got down as cl- clear the seven and a half range. Some of this news started coming out. Right now, we just have it off the board while we wait for more info. All right. And uh, one more big spread Sunday night. Dallas against your Washington football team. Ten and a half. Heineke looks like he's going to get cleared to play. Yeah. So it's it's uh, you know, get that extra hook on the 10. Yeah, I don't know like why uh I thought we were in the season where we do flex games. Why is this still the Sunday night football game? Uh we we'll need, we'll need uh Dallas, we'll need Washington big. So it, it's just like that really the last 3 Sunday night games now have all been basically the same thing where you've had a big home favorite in the division matchup, Green Bay over Chicago, Tampa over New Orleans, and now Dallas over Washington with all your parlays running into Sunday night football. Last week we hit the home run. We got New Orleans to win the game. I, I don't know that we can count on Washington to do that for us this week. Huh. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. But, you know, stranger things have happened. I just like this Dallas team. They're clicking right now. Um, some good stuff. All right, let's bounce around to some of the other games. I think the biggest one or one of the more interesting ones, Baltimore-Cincinnati. Bengals, a three-point home favorite. I think we're going to get Lamar Jackson, and they kind of like was a, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they held him out for, you know, just to be um, – you know, uh, conservative, but uh, I like Baltimore here. They always do what you least expect them to do. What did you think of uh, John Harbaugh's decision to go for two there at the end of the game against Green Bay? Uh, I didn't like it because it was going for the lead, and there was too much time left. One timeout and Rodgers with forty-five seconds left or so. So I don't like it when you can't like secure a win with it. I think it's, um, I think it was kind of like unnecessary. Yeah. I, I thought it was the right call based on his like listening to him in the post game press conference talking about how banged up his secondary was, but there there are some people that 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 turned me a little bit a because of what you just said about this doesn't end the game. Rogers still has time to go down the field and kick a field goal, and b you just you would think that Baltimore would always have an advantage in overtime because they have the greatest kicker in NFL history, Justin right. Tucker. 
And, and I can't disagree with either of those points. So that was one of those ones where I, I think I, I probably would have gone for it too, based on the injury stuff that Baltimore had was dealing with. But I also, I don't totally disagree with people that say they made the right or they made the wrong decision. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we're going to be watching this game very closely. This will be one of the games that we watch the closest on Sunday. We've got big liability right now on the Cincinnati Bengals winning the AFC North. So this time of year as a bookmaker, you're not just looking at your games on Sunday and, and Monday and Saturday. You're looking at all your futures positions. Hmm. And we're, we're buried right now to the Bengals in the division. We've had people betting us on that all year. Wise guys betting us on that all year. Lamar Jackson gets hurt for a stretch. Cleveland has their whole team get COVID. Pittsburgh's not very good this year. And, and the Bengals have really emerged as a, as a very talented young team. And they, they're the favorites right now to win this division. And this is a critical game for, for that for that bet. Yeah, no, for sure. They've been uh, pretty impressive, just kind of withstanding some of their inconsistency and still still here, still kicking. Just to put a bow on it, my old take on the, the two-point conversion and all that stuff is I, I'm not as aggressive as you. Like, I defer to the coaches. Like, I do think there is an element of, like, player availability like if if your guy just got a long run has to come out for that play or mm-hmm. you ran a play earlier in the drive that sets up a good play action off that play you know there's there's so much nuance and intricacies of player health player stamina what plays you have left in short yardage situations like the chargers by the end of the game were on their like seventh short yardage you know, option um yeah. That's so true. things like that all kind of go into it, and that's why you have to give deference to the coach on some of these kind of 50-50 calls where, you know, Harbaugh sometimes could be playing the long game. Like earlier in the year when he went for it against the Chiefs, maybe he's trying to build trust with his team and, and win them over. There's so much other stuff outside of just like a math equation that people, I think, kind of overlook. I mean, coaches do things to play the long game and win the locker room, right? So to do that early in the season, go maybe the, who cares if they, you know, obviously they want to win the game, but maybe that that is more important now he had been there a while and whatever that you know but but if it's a new coach things like that so there's all sorts of elements into this that you can't really put a math equation on that's fair and 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 you mentioned giving deference to the coach some coaches have earned that deference john <laughs> john harbaugh is one of them some coaches have not earned our 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 ability to defer to them, right? So I, there, there's some coaches that do stuff. Vic here. Fangio calling. Well, I wasn't going. I, was, I wasn't going to name names there, man. But uh, yeah, no, Vic Fangio certainly has not earned. He completely our, cost his team 40 seconds at the end of the game. Yeah. against the Bengals. It, it's it, it's a shame because Denver actually has a, a lot of talented young players. They've drafted fairly well. They've got that gaping hole at quarterback, but they've drafted pretty well. They need a coach. And they need a quarterback. That's it. And they need an owner. The Broncos have no ownership. Besides that, they're all. <laughs> once they get an owner and a quarterback and a coach, that's a playoff football team there in Denver. Uh, real quick. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Not real quick. I'm going to keep it with the same concept. Buffalo, New England, very similar game as Baltimore-Cincinnati yeah. division on the line. This one's two and a half. I like Buffalo. I liked them in the previous game. I think the wind changed everything. I don't think the Patriots are that great. We saw that with the Colts. I think the Bills are capable of going in there and winning outright. I agree with you, and uh, and I said it. I said it. What was that? Three weeks ago, they they played each other, and I like Buffalo in that game. I like Buffalo in this game too. So maybe Bill Belichick can make me look like a, a jerk for the millionth time in the last quarter century. But I agree. I, I do think Buffalo is, is a better team than New England. I think New England feasted off of some weak opposition. They got exposed a little bit on Saturday night by the Indianapolis Colts. 
it's always a little scary going against Bill Belichick, but I got a lot of confidence in that Buffalo Bills team. I, I, I think they're going to win this game on Sunday. That's a great game. We haven't had real, we really haven't had good matchups in the mornings to show in the Superbook. The 10 a.m. West Coast slates have been pretty weak, but Bills Patriots probably for the AFC East title. That is a hell of a game. Yeah, no, for sure. And similar line here, but not a division up for grabs. Interconference here with the Rams and Vikings. Not interconference, interdivision, excuse me. Uh, so Rams are three-point favorites at Minnesota. Vikings showing some life of late. Get the nice, clean win on Monday night. Uh, Kirk Cousins exercises some Monday night football ATS demons. Rams are peaking. They're double digits to win it all, 11-1. to 1. I, I I could be convinced to, to play that. Um, but yeah. they've just been so inconsistent all year, and this defense is not the same as last year's defense. It's just going to be tough if they have to go through a. Let's just pretend that they had to go through a scenario where they played at Tampa and at Green Bay just to get to a Super Bowl date with Kansas City or, or Buffalo. That that you do better than eleven to one uh, if they had a road like that. But yeah, but they might win the division. They might win the division. They could. Now that Arizona that, that's lost true. Detroit, so that leveled up. That caught them, and then you know obviously that changes things. They'll have a home game. But even if they won the division, they could still have to face all three of those games I just mentioned. For sure, depending, for sure. Depending yeah, because you're talking about the second, but, third rounds. But, yeah. but but the Rams are the Rams are peaking. I do agree with your first point. Uh, they're they're the class of the NFC West, and they're playing like it right now. Minnesota, I, I'm not going to read too much into a, a win over the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football and talk about a coach that doesn't deserve us to defer to him. That would be Matt Nagy, <laughs> the Chicago Bears, who I don't think much of at all. And I, it's tough. I don't. I got a lot of questions about Justin Fields' future, but I know that he's not in a position where he can succeed. So I don't want to hold it against him too much. Matthew Stafford is in a position where he must succeed with Sean McVay and those weapons around him on offense. Uh, big game. Rams. Uh, Rams will get all the money. I know that. Let's go Monday night because we got some news here. Taysom Hill now in COVID protocol, as is Trevor Simeon. So Ian Book. Notre Dame quarterback, and I believe the all-time leader in Notre Dame school history in touchdown passes, I believe, past Montana and stuff. But So this line's going to steam uh, uh, down a little bit. Miami's catching three. This is going to move, I would imagine, where it like pick ish area. Uh, well, you don't want to uh, – we just got to be careful in a game like that because we don't – Taysom Hill is not exactly uh, Aaron Rodgers himself. <laughs> no, I mean, no offense, but it is what it is. Um, the, the funny the funny thing about that game we were, we were first sitting down to talk about it last Sunday night was you just you can't make these New Orleans totals low enough you know and, and we put up I think we put up 40 if I have that correct and then we watched the Saints shut out the bucks nine to nothing on Sunday night football and the total reopened like 39 maybe 38 and a half and now one of the two teams has its starting quarterback out if you want to call taysom Hill their starting quarterback so th- this could be this could be the lowest total game in a, in a dome in the history of the NFL. Uh, on, four, on, on four straight unders for the Saints, mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously I would think Taysom Hill helps the under more than Book because Taysom Hill runs so yeah. much and he can't throw downfield. Or Book, I mean, Good is somewhat point. competent. Uh, we don't know that. I mean, passer. yeah. At the start of the show, you you said uh, I got some news that Ian Book is playing, and then you said for the Saints, and I said, thank God Doug didn't ask me on air who he was playing for because I don't even <laughs> I. <laughs> I, we'd have to hit the edit button there. I didn't even know that Ian Book was a New Orleans Saint. Denver and Vegas at the Big Al in Sin City. Pick them, Mish. Uh, I yeah. mean, is there any read on this game for you guys? I mean, nice win for the Raiders, right? Uh, yeah, that was, well, that was a great win on Monday against Cleveland. All kidding aside, uh, Daniel Carlson with the clutch field goal there. 
keeps the Raiders somewhat alive. Meanwhile, Denver's coming off of a terrible loss. You mentioned Vic Fangio's clock management. They lose to the Bengals last week. It really puts them on the outside looking into the playoff race. I guess both these teams still have some hope of getting into the postseason, an outside hope. Not much to report on the betting the betting action here. Um, I don't even know that we'll need Denver in this game, not necessarily. The public has not really been backing the Raiders at all the last few weeks, and uh, they've turned their attention elsewhere, man. Yeah, well, maybe off the big win. Maybe there's some excitement there. Pick them, you know, they're at home. Who knows? But, I mean, really, the game we should really put on the big screen in the, in the sports book. Jacksonville at the Jets. Oh, of course. Pick that, that your poison. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a, a great matchup there. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville actually getting a lot of wise guy play last week. They got steamed up. So three and strange. A half I was like chuckling the whole time. It, it really was funny. And then they and then they just went out there and they looked like the Jacksonville Jags, didn't they? Uh, terrible performance. They lose at home to Davis Mills of all people. Not much to report on this game. Uh, it'll be a very low handle game. I'd say about the only way that we could have high handle on this game or even decent handle on this game is if they had a COVID outbreak and they had to move the game to Tuesday or something. Oh, that game would be great. Would, that would just awesome. be like it would be like a it feel like Maction, you know, midweek, yeah. kind of like that junior <laughs> varsity non power yeah. five sort of situation. Tuesday night football, the the Jags and the uh, oh, God. <laughs> the Jags and the Jets. I mean, I guess if you're you're looking for one talking point, this is the first and second overall pick, both quarterbacks, both rookies going head to head for the first time, hmm. um, which usually uh, something like that gets a lot of a lot of chatter, right? Usually if the top two picks were both quarterbacks and they're going head to head, people would be talking about that. But with the seasons these teams have had, there just isn't a whole lot of interest. All right, buddy, let's get to the bonanza. Yes, sir. It's time for baby bankroll bonanza. All right, we're on a little bit of a roll here, Murray. Of course, we pulled back on the amounts, but we got there uh, with the Saints. Obviously, easy winner plus the points. And your winner was the Colts, so well done there. Um, four straight combined winners for you. I'm, uh, I think I've hit three in a row. No, I, there's no way I've got four wins in a row. I think I'm lumping in some of your wins. Oh, okay, so maybe we're together four straight yeah. so back-to-back yes. back weeks. And we, it's uh, probably three of them are yours, too. If I, eh, if I, I No, you know what? I think I had Baltimore. Remember I had that really easy winner, Baltimore plus three, two weeks ago against uh, Oh, my God, Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. Oh, that was a gimme. That was a gimme. <laughs> All right, my man, where are you headed? You're on the tee box still. You got the Yeah, I will, uh, I'm will. i going to do it again. You know, if you, if, if The best thing you can do in life is just to bet against Bill Belichick every <laughs> week. You know, So I'm going to do it again. I'll go Buffalo plus two and a half. They're at New England this time. I'm hoping that they'll at least be able to throw the football downfield. Uh, I'll do that one for 1,000. I like Arizona. I see a plus one at Circa. Are you with me on that? Yeah. I. You know what? I, I'm a full disclosure to the listeners. I'm at my mom's house oh, that's in right. Great Falls, Virginia, for Christmas. I came home with the dog for Christmas. Um, uh, I don't. I don't have all the resources I normally have. But you're such a trustworthy guy. I'll just believe you. I mean, I could look at. I have. I have all the apps on my phone. I can right. Look. Yeah, I so I have plus one there. I'm going to do a dime. I trust Arizona. I don't trust Carson Wentz, plain and simple. I think you're getting value on this Cardinals team. I think Jonathan Taylor could have a big game. If they win, I, th- I actually think 10-1 to is worth a play right now on Taylor MVP. I think voters like to be kind of purists and different, mm-hmm. and I think kind of Rodgers and Brady will split some 
votes, obviously, if they each win out the rest of the year. So I think Taylor might be like a chic pick, kind of like we saw with Devontae Smith, the wide receiver, winning the Heisman. I think Taylor's going to get it uh, if they kind of if they went out from here. I've been saying for a while, I think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP this season. Right now, we've got Rodgers and Brady both at plus 150. That's a big move after last week. Yeah. Brady, Brady gets shut out on Sunday Night Football. Green Bay wins again. Green Bay's got a high-profile game Christmas Day against the Browns. We do have Jonathan Taylor as the third choice. He's 10-1 to 1 at the Superbook right now. I like the 10-1. to 1. I really do. I, I think there's value there. I uh, Again, it's handicapping the voters more than it's handicapping who I actually – I don't think Taylor should win. I don't. I don't think running backs that impact that much. He's very good. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to, like, try to bring up negatives. He's awesome. But Rodgers – is the man, and so is Brady. In terms of statistics and value to the point spread and value to their team, we saw what the Packers looked like when Rodgers didn't play. He was t- Jordan Love was terrible, and I, I, I don't. I think the Colts would look a little bit better if they didn't have Taylor than the Packers did without Rodgers. It's pretty simple. Oh well, there's no question about that, and, and that's not a shot at Jonathan Taylor. Right, right. The, We're splitting the, hairs of the beauty yeah. pageant, right? We have to yeah, find moles course. here and there. Right. Of those three guys, the guy that would affect the point spread by far the most is Aaron Rodgers. So let's keep that in mind. And a rookie backup for Tampa, though. So you think uh, true? Trask, oh, Brady, uh, yeah. Brady would have a Brady would have a big drop, but you know, and this is unfair to Brady. But when when all of his star receivers were out on Sunday night, he looked every bit the part of the Morty Seinfeld character that we always joke that he is. <laughs> Whereas if you look at that Thursday night game in Arizona, Green Bay at the Cardinals, no Devonte Adams, key receivers out for Green Bay. That line steamed up all the way to six and a half. And Rodgers just still moved the ball up and down the field. The Packers won that game. I mean, you don't want to put too much stock into one game, either the positive or the negative. But I, I just feel that Rodgers has been the best player in the league this year. I think he's the most valuable player in the league. To, to play devil's advocate, Rodgers also had a terrible game against the Saints. Just no one's going to bring oh, it up because yeah. it was week yes, one. Yes, he did. Right? Yes, he did. And um, what was my other point I was going to make? Hey, I brought that up. I brought up the Rodgers performance in week one. Yeah, I wrote about it. In my call. It was just, uh, <laughs> I do think they'll be held against him, some of the COVID stuff, the COVID word salad, as I like to say. And then uh, even the co- offseason contract stuff. Will, uh, I think, I th- again, I think voters will want to be different. And if they have a reason to vote for Taylor, I think they'll choose Taylor. Okay. Do you want to, uh, do you want, do you have any other plays? I do have a, oh, a play. No, I only have one play. You got some Prince of Props action? My guy, yeah, we're going, I'm going to be out with the guys tonight in Old Town. So okay. he, 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 Old Town Alexandria uh, here in lovely Virginia. He's, he's big on this one tonight. And it's a guy that I mentioned earlier on the show has been playing well lately. Jimmy Garoppolo over 239 and a half passing yards. Ooh, okay. So we'll do that for, for a thousand. Garoppolo has really looked in control of that offense the last few weeks. And, and when, when, when they have George Kittle and Debo Samuel in the lineup, it's a very potent offense for the 49ers. I love Kyle Shanahan. You know that. I agree. I agree. All right, my man. Good stuff as always. And uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family and, and the, the, little, the little puppy as well. That's great. Oh, yeah. that she made the trip. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Yep, good show. Now I got to go look around my mom's house to see how many times she pooped in the 30 minutes we were recording the show. But <laughs> Merry Christmas, buddy, and I hope to see you soon. All right, bud. Take care. This has been Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Daily Wager Extra Podcast. Just a reminder, the 10-minute Daily Wager weekday podcast still out there. These are just bonuses. we got the bonus one tomorrow with the props and also Sunday night slash Monday morning. So Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone. 
Uh, be safe out there, and we'll see you back here next week.